Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's another wonderful day in the DIY world, I DIY guess. DIY world. Hey, Worldwide. you got some fun stuff going on in the Insta. Tell us about that, man. We do. So uh, if you tuned in recently, we had our next in the series of Coffee Talk interviews on Friday afternoons. We got another good slate coming up. Uh, we got some good people on the schedule coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, so check us out. These are going to happen uh, anytime that we can get guests on. Uh, Friday afternoons, usually in the two between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern time. So adjust that for whatever time zone you're in. But uh, our goal there is just to really talk with uh, other voices and other influencers in the personal finance world or people on a personal finance journey or information that we just think might be useful for you. Uh, So it's a good opportunity. You can check it out live. If you do check it out live while we are doing the Insta Live, uh, you can actually dialogue with us, ask questions and so forth, and we'll pass those on. Uh, Either we'll answer them or pass them on to our guests. Uh, to answer, uh, but we might include those in our discussion. So we'd love to have you there uh, asking whatever questions that you have. If you don't catch it live, you can actually catch it on our profile. Uh, it's archived there for at least 24 hours. So uh, check it out. They're a really good uh, way for us to just kind of um, collaborate with some of the other uh, podcast and bloggers in the space. Good. Focus on yourself. All right. So that's DIY.money. That's the Insta page. And if you're a Facebooker, the DIY Tribe uh, rocking on uh, Facebook, just search that and we'll let you in there. It's a private group. Uh, So we've got all things for all people there. There you go. All right. Today's question is a good one. We're going to get into the weeds a little bit with taxes. Nick's got a question about how to avoid paying so much in uh, and uh, giving a tax for an interest-free loan to the government. All right, Nick, what do you got? DIY. Hi, guys. This is Nick and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. My question is, how can I reduce the tax withheld from my paycheck? I can't remember which episode this was briefly discussed, but I do recall it being mentioned that you're basically floating the U.S. government an interest-free loan throughout the year if you end up receiving a refund check come tax season. So, number one, from a more 40,000-foot view, how can I estimate my tax bill more precisely? And number two, how do I execute this withholding change step-by-step once I have a figure narrowed down? Um, I think it's worth mentioning here that I personally am a single 24-year-old with one job, but I'd love to hear your input on other common scenarios, considering I plan to get married and have kids someday, um, and would also like to start generating some sort of passive income down the line when my built-up capital allows me to do so. Thanks a lot, guys. I absolutely love the show, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say. All right, Daniel, this is right in your wheelhouse. What do you got for Nick on this one? Yeah, so it's kind of one of those planning issues. You know, how do you most efficiently use your capital or your, or your money that you're getting on a week to week or every other week or twice a month sort of paycheck basis? Uh, how do you maximize what's coming to you instead of what's just sitting in the IRS's coffers until they refund you at the end of the year? And the way that you do that uh, is through your W 4 form. I don't know why it's called a W-4. I think the IRS just kind of assigns random sort of letters and numbers to most of their forms. Uh, But W-4 is what you want to talk to your payroll or human resources department or business manager, if it's just a small business, something of that nature. Because this is the form that you would have likely filled out 
um, early on when you first got employed, your employer is required to have you fill this out. So you filled it out at some point. However, what has happened with the Tax Cut and Jobs Act is the tax sort of bracket and structure uh, really just kind of got manipulated very heavily. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, you know, the standard deduction went up significantly. We took out exemptions uh, for kids and spouses and so forth. And so uh, sort of the calculation around taxes changed pretty significantly. Um, but they did not require every employee to fill out a new W-4. They kind of, um, they provided employers sort of a calculation on the back end that they could do. So if you had filed your uh, 2019 taxes, which is, uh, you file your 2019 taxes in 2020, so you would have recently done that, and you got a pretty significant refund, it might mean that you need to not rely on that automatic calculation that they did and actually go back uh, and fill out your W-4 form again. Reason for that is is the um, the 2020 W-4 form or the you know the more recent forms are just better suited for the current tax calculation. Why? Well, it allows you to put in the um, new higher standard deduction. It also has some important sort of tables as far as other income if you have spouses and so forth. And uh, compared to the previous versions of the W-4, I actually like this one. It's Fairly straightforward and simple. Uh, yes, if you're not a tax person, the steps and the instructions might look a little confusing at first, but if you literally just kind of walk down this sheet and you uh, follow the instructions kind of slowly, and you know, if if you have a hard time with it, maybe um, you know, the, there's an accountant that you could talk to locally that, that can kind of just give you a couple pointers or something of that nature for free. Um, but honestly, I think you could probably walk through this pretty well on your own. Um, so walk through the steps, really kind of take close attention to it. But all you're really trying to tell the IRS on this form is one, are you going to take the standard deduction or not? Uh, the way you decide that uh, is, you know, Google the standard deduction, because I don't know if you're listening to this podcast right now in 2020 or in the future, but just Google standard deduction, married standard deduction, single, and you will get your standard deduction. All the IRS really wants to know is if you are going to deduct more than that. So the most common deductions are home mortgage interest, um, state and local taxes, and charitable giving. If you add up those three and they are close to or above the standard deduction, you might want to stop and consider whether or not you are going to um, itemize rather than taking the standard deduction. If so, it's going to change things slightly. If not, really your W-4 is going to be standard. You're going to fill that out. Uh, they're going to withhold uh, the standard amounts, and you should be pretty good. Now, if you consistently are getting extra back each year, you can essentially just on this form, uh, you can tell your employer basically, you know, withhold less for me. Um, I don't want to withhold as much. And so if you go ahead and do that, um, fill that out, you can kind of optimize it that way. I, it's hard without seeing all the numbers to say, this is precisely how you would um, arrange that or do that on the form. I personally, what I do, if if you are sort of comfortable with numbers in a sheet, you can actually Google the tax brackets and you can kind of recreate those tax brackets in your uh, Google sheet or your Excel documents, your spreadsheet that you're using for tracking or budgeting, et cetera. Um, but you can basically assign uh, a certain portion of your income to each of those tax brackets and get a pretty good estimate of what you are going to owe throughout the entire year. Then divide that by however many paychecks you get in a year and compare that to what they're withholding, and you'll have a pretty good idea of whether or not you're on point or not. That's probably more work than most people want to put in. 
uh, I would stick to the W4 and go from there. Got my tax check coming, got my tax check coming. My baby daddy's fighting because his tax check's coming. I got my tax check coming, got my tax check coming. Okay, I have zero to add in this department. Uh, I know that when I was... Uh, you know, sort of just starting out and, or I should say when I had, I, I didn't have W2 income for a very, uh, for long at all. I, I don't even, I don't know. I, I started a business early and uh, so it was always, uh, you know, I would always make sure I had 30% I, I because of self-employment tax and then ultimately, um, you know, basic, uh, what is social security, FICA, whatever else on top of that comes through to your 1040. Um, so I always made sure that from, from the very beginning, if I was a profitable entity, I was socking away 30%. And somebody says, wait, that, that's crazy. Well, that's self-employment and that's what happens. You get 12% right off the top. Uh, thinking back, I, I can remember when, pardon me, when my, you know, jobs included, uh, stocking shelves in grocery stores or serving in restaurants or what have you, um, I would always claim zero. I, I, I was always uh, of the opinion that I don't want to have, you know, much going to the government at all. So I would I have zero dependents. Um, you know, basically that that means they, they're going to take out as, as little as possible. So I have no more to add. Daniel did a great job. Where do we go from here, Daniel? I got nothing else here. We got four minutes to go. <laughs> That's okay. So what are some of the issues that would typically result in somebody uh, having a massive disparity between what they're being withheld throughout the year versus what the IRS is saying that they're you know refunding or owing at the end of the year? Well, uh, the biggest one is uh, if you are self-employed, if you have 1099 income, uh, 1099 income is not an amount. <laughs> it's a form that you get that reports other income. So uh, let's say you drive for Uber or deliver for DoorDash and you're a contractor um, or you do something, you know, jobs on the side uh, or you work in an industry where you're not an employee, uh, but they hire you as a contractor and you get what's called a 1099 uh, at the end of the year and you have to kind of pay all of your taxes out of that. If you're not estimating that throughout the year, then you are going to owe significantly more than you expect. Um, so that's very important. Other situations that sometimes people run into um, is... I guess really just deductions uh, would be the only other significant one I can think of if you have more, significantly more or less than you expect. Here, here's one thing, just on the same vein as what you were talking about, 1099, and this I do see, it came, came to me as you were talking. If you are doing side work, let's say that you have a full-time job, but then you're doing W-2 side work, your taxes on your on your paycheck for whatever job are, are calculated. Basically, the computer says, oh, if you got $500, uh, this pay period, so that's a thousand dollars for the month, twelve thousand dollars. So that's assuming that your salary overall is twelve thousand dollars. So they're going to take out little to nothing. I have seen this come back and bite people uh, many times who have this side job. Let's say that they're a you know medical professional or a nurse or something, and they they moonlight on the side, and they get this check, and they don't adjust what it is that the government is taking out. And so then they get at the end of the year and they find that they have a huge tax bill because their actual uh, tax bracket is much higher than that side job calculated. So be aware of that. Again, it's not in line with your question, but it is a potential pitfall that I've seen folks get into. Um, so you need to potentially adjust 
that tax actually up towards uh, the actual amount that you're paying. So and you can go back to Daniel's uh, original discussion about how to calculate that. All right. Anything else, Daniel, you got that? Yeah. So if you do, or if you are in that situation with multiple jobs, make sure you look at your W-4 because there is a step for that. And there is a calculation table that's going to tell both of your employers essentially how to better calculate um, that amount. So that you can work that in there. It does get a little more complicated. And you honestly, there's tax preparers everywhere. Um, and they might charge you just a little bit to help dial in that calculation if that's something you really want to do. Um, so you can consider talking to somebody, but follow the W4, look at uh, pages three and four on that if you do have multiple jobs. All right. Hopefully that answered your question, Nick. It was a good one, and I'm sure it uh, was uh, helpful for many folks out there. All right. You've been listening to DIY Money. All, did, all Nick did was send in a voice memo to our email, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And we will now send him a $25 gift certificate through Amazon. Uh, check us out on Insta, DIY.money, or the Facebook group, uh, The DIY Tribe. All right, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us, and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.